continue our conversation today around qualification versus experience. Which is more important? Which matters more? Do they work together? What does it matter anyway? We come with three interviews today I think you're going to love. In fact, I know you will. Craig Buchanan from BWT talks about the Formula One. We've also got Spiros Tsarkas from Spars Australia. And I'm back with Brendan Butler at Fluidra having a look at their manufacturing, uh, working through some ESG matters, and of course speaking to all three about education, qualification versus experience. Stick around, ready, set, splash. Making chlorinators is what we do at AIS. This laser focus has brought us recognition as a global leader winning countless international and national awards. Our technology is operating in over 55 countries worldwide. Our claims are backed by university research and data. Our customer testimonials prove the value of our technology's benefits, ease of operation, reliability and service. Find out how your customers can benefit from our 30 years of innovation and excellence at aiswater.com.au today. Welcome to another Splash Podcast. Thanks for taking some time out to join me. Today's podcast you will see is called A Winning Formula. Now, we've been having a discussion on this podcast over the last several weeks around experience versus qualification. You know, there might be some people who are nervous about qualifications in because of your years of experience. What does that look like if qualifications come in? Will you be recognized for it? Will the qualifications really match what you know from experience needs to be included? Uh, all sorts of questions, and maybe for those who who don't have uh, an opportunity yet to join our industry but are looking for qualifications because without it, other, other trades, other career paths look more appealing to, to mums and dads. And so it's this conversation. So what is the winning formula? Is it a qualification uh, to pathway or is it experience uh, as well? You know, a number of years ago, I had a Toyota Camry. Yes, I mean, there is no more car, car than car. When you think of what a car is, Toyota Camry, yes, very grey, very beige. And I had a Toyota Camry and the electric window stopped working. So I had to go see an auto electrician and get that fixed and thought the motor was gone and have to get that electric window uh, motor replaced in the driver's side door. It's not safe not to have a window that goes down because I might get hungry driving and I can't get my drive through from uh, from KFC uh, as well as I would like to. And so it was very safety conscious that, uh, that we fix that window uh, just for drive through purposes. So I got the auto electrician. I remember he came and met me out in a car park somewhere on the Sunshine Coast and he took a look at the car and he 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 took off the 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 door liner. That was nice and easy. That took him about two and a half minutes just to do that. Then he went back to his his uh his Ute and he grabbed a hammer and I thought, oh, this is hilarious. He's having a, a lend of me, he's having a joke. Turns out he wasn't having a joke. He very carefully took the hammer and with just the right amount of velocity and impact and on the right spot on the door, he struck once and he tried the electric window again and wouldn't you know it, it worked. He put the door liner back on. It was a total of about six minutes. It cost me $170 at the time. This is going back about 15 years uh, for five minutes work uh, for this guy to fix it with a hammer. 
And I had a chat with him and said, how did you know? He goes, I've been doing this 25 years. I know this model. Sometimes the uh, dust can build up on a on a part of the motor. If you hit it in the right place, you shake the dust out and you should get years more motoring out of it. We don't need to replace the motor. They're made well. And I realized that my $170 wasn't for five minutes worth of work. It was for 25 years of experience that meant I had that problem solved quickly. Uh, was it any more valuable to me that it didn't take him two hours? Absolutely not. In fact, it was probably more valuable. I had my car back in five minutes and I was on my way. And so experience uh, certainly had its part to play. And so today we continue our look at experience versus qualification. I've got three different perspectives to bring you today in this podcast. One is from Brendan Butler. Many of you will be familiar with that name. Brendan oversees the manufacturing for Fluidra down at Keysborough in Victoria. It was great to catch up with him uh, 12 months after I'd been uh, down there and he'd walked me through the manufacturing, some new developments. But from Brendan's experience, worth hearing uh, where he finds qualification versus experience model. Uh, we also talked to Craig Buchanan, who is managing director for BWT about Formula One uh, event where they took a bunch of their clients to. It was very exciting. And we, we have a chat with Craig also about experience and qualification where he sits. And of course, well, Spiros Dasakis, who is chief policy officer, officer for Sparza. And we talked to him about some new... Uh, initiatives coming out of SPARSA to help gain uh, our industry some bite-sized access, fast-tracking some training and learning. We hear about that and where Spiros sees experience versus qualification as well. So look, it is a full podcast as you'd expect. Uh, thanks for joining us. Let's get underway. When you come back, you're going to be hearing my interview with Brendan Butler from Fluidra. <laughs> I'm here with Brendan Butler at Fluidra in Keysborough in Melbourne. Brendan, it's been a year since I got to hang out with you last time. A lot's changed. How are you? I'm good, Dave. Uh, thanks for coming out, mate. It's good to, to take you around the factory and show you some of the new initiatives and things we've been working over the past 12 months. So. Look, it's one of my great loves in industry and my role, Brendan, is manufacturing that... You can walk in and see a bunch of raw material, and then by the end of the line, you have something that makes the world a better place to transact with, to sell, to help run pools, run spas, and make the world a better place. Absolutely. And that's exactly what goes on. Absolutely. It's what we do. Right out here. Yep. There have been some changes in the year since I've been here. Tell me a little bit about the electronics uh, area that you've walked me through today. Yeah. So it was it was uh, advertised back in 2019 that we acquired a business called Fabtronics. Uh, Fabtronics were based in Brayside. So uh, a couple of years ago, we took the decision that we're going to integrate them into to our current Keysborough facility uh, and bring everything under under one roof so it would be fully uh, vertically integrated as much as possible. 2021-22, we actually built a state-of-the-art electronics room, uh, which is just shy of a 1,000 square metres yep. in, the, in the current facility, which is climate-controlled, anti-static, um, you know, all the needs we actually needed to produce the circuit boards. So what we've done is, is brought in-house all of our um, printed circuit board design, manufacturing, testing. So uh, it's all done internally now for all of the products we make here in Keysborough. Yeah, and some of those products where these circuit boards are going into would be? Viron XT320 pump that we make. So there's a power board, there's a user panel, uh, all of the chlorinators that we yep. manufacture. The new Halo product was designed, developed uh, here as well. That's all made here internally. Uh, all of the 
Bluetooth probes that are used across the, across the board. They're done here, and also some other products that we make for some customers outside the uh, the pool industry. Also done here. Last time I came, Brendan, about a year ago, that was a shell. It was it was planned. It was being invested in, yep. but now up and running. It's doing what it needs to. Yeah, it was. So so the plan to move took us took us just shy of a, a year. Basically, the the process took us about two weeks. By the time we shut down the the old facility, moved everything across, and we got up and running, it was about two weeks. So we did a, a whole bunch of in depth planning and three D CAD work to have everything here before they come. That's all working working as it was at, at the Legacy Fabtronics building. I think the main difference now than, than what we did uh, when we brought the business is, as I said, we constructed a, a state-of-the-art building and that was really to create a climate-controlled environment which gave us consistency. So, um, you know, for... for uh, for solders, for fluxes, for those sort of things to flow as you want them to. Uh, you, you know, you really want to control the temperature, the humidity. Manufacturing of LED lights is done in there so we can control the humidity as well. So that's, that was, uh, that was a decision we made and very, very happy we did that. And, and yeah. it's globally. So Fluidra is obviously a global business. Uh, globally, we're the only, only company within the entire group that does this locally here in Australia and hopefully in the not too distant future start exporting a lot of our printed circuit boards that are made in uh, other Asian countries to around the world. Something that does happen as well as we produce, there is waste product. Yes. Uh, we spoke about this last time I was here as well. Yep. You were working pretty hard on, on finding ways to recycle, reuse and reduce. Yep. How's that process going? The last 12 months have been busy, as you'd, as you'd imagine. Are we as far down the path as, as I'd like to be? No. We're definitely, you know, on track to have five of our, of our products this year starting to incorporate recycled materials, um, in them in, in injection molding. We've got a program at the moment trying to reduce our internal waste of our sheet metal and, and, yeah. and the comp- products we use in CNC, um, plastics and, and obviously, you know, products going to landfill. We're always trying to reduce those. It's a global initiative. So, you know, we've got a global target that we have to meet, uh, for, for, for both the market and our shareholders. So. Yeah. Uh, we're on track to to achieving that. The other big big thing that we're working toward at the moment is is obviously carbon neutral. Everyone is is talking about that, yeah. you know, net zero. So ultimately, we've got a global a global requirement to, to have all of our facilities carbon neutral by twenty twenty seven, and we're working on some plans at the moment of how we can actually achieve that locally here in in Keysborough. ESG is becoming a topic we're speaking more about as an industry, and certainly through this podcast, which is environmental social governance. Yeah. Uh, for those who who might not know yet, so corporates like Fluidra and your industry peers all have to have policies around this. If you want to see Fluidras, do have a look at the website at fluidra.com.au. You can see the ESG statement up there. Brendan, corporate makes a decision that you're going to go carbon neutral. In many ways in manufacturing, that falls on your shoulder to fix. What are some of the biggest challenges or opportunities you see within reaching that carbon neutral? Well, clearly the biggest challenge is everyone, um, both domestically and also in industry, have seen their power prices go through the roof over the past five years. And, yes, sir. And unless we can offset, um, you know, the consumption with generation, it, it's a challenge. So, you know, things and issues we're looking at are increasing our current solar uh, arrays on the roof. So we've currently got a, an array on the roof which will generate 185 kilowatts. You know, we... we we spoke to some companies last year trying to increase that to um, over a thousand. Uh, unfortunately, the roof structure at that time wasn't able to to facilitate that. Yeah, so, it's quite a bit of weight of PV on a roof when you're talking a yeah, thousand kilowatts of production. Absolutely. So, so you know, so we're we're talking to some other guys now about some newer technologies. But I, I think you know you can either find ways of generating more power or you can find ways of reducing power. Yeah. And I think we're trying to do both. So, um, you know, things like you know air conditioning, things like you know machines and 
um, you know, how you're operating those, when you're turning them on and off, yeah. um, demand how fast you're operating them. You know, a, a car's a prime example. You use a whole bunch less fuel driving it at, at sort of 95 k's now than what you do at 105. Um, you know, machines are somewhat, you can dial them in and get the best efficiency out of them by um, maybe running them a little bit slower but getting better efficiency. And, and they're the things we're looking at. Yeah. Now, Brendan, there's a conversation I've been having with industry. Yep. And I've got a question for you here. I, I need you to pick a side yep. right now, okay? If you're wrong, I, I, I will tell you. <laughs> so no pressure. Now, look, it's, it's, the, it's the challenge, the tension between what's more important. Is it experience or a qualification that sees somebody recognised uh, for their capabilities? What's more important, Brendan? Personally, um, I would say experience is more important than a qualification. But I'd also back that up with a caveat to say, you know, qualifications give you a foundation and good framework. And I think that's important. But but ultimately, you know, if, if you think of one of the richest guys in Victoria, Lindsay Fox, he left school at the age of 12 or 13. So, you know, education is 100% one thing, but I think uh, experience and, you know, want are very, very important. Just for the uninitiated and those that don't know, what, what is your career progress story and, and probably why you lean towards experience is from your own experience. Yeah, it's probably probably valid. So yeah, so I, I, I left school at the uh the age of seventeen and a half and and uh, took up a boiler making apprenticeship at that stage. Um did that for, for, for quite a few years and then and then came on board in Fluidra back in two thousand uh, in the old Hillcon days, um working for, for Peter Wallace and you know, I started in the sheet metal. So again, I, I haven't had any any formal training or education other than some courses and diplomas and so forth throughout. Um, so yeah, so my background comes more th- more through learning and um, and doing rather than than um, you know academia. So uh, yeah, I, I think it, I think you need both. Some people learn better through academia. Some people learn better through through doing. And I think it's um, horses for courses. Well, you certainly do accomplish a lot here, Brendan. It's been really good to come back one year on and see some of the changes here. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. No problems, Dave. Thanks for coming through and, and I look forward to catching up in a year. Luidra is proud to bring you MagnaPool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system, providing the very best in water comfort and clarity. MagnaPool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no-salt formula. Partnered with the all-new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi-Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart sensors and ultra-long life cell ensures MagnaPool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to magnapool.com today. Yeah, significant journey uh, career-wise there for Brendan Butler from Fluidra, right? All the way from the trade of a boilermaker right through to being one of very, very few people, although he won't tell you that, but that can do what he can do in manufacturing in this entire country. Uh, A very rare skill, talent, and knowledge base that Brendan has. Our next interview is with Craig Buchanan, who's the Managing Director for BWT. They recently had an event at the Formula One. We're going to hear about that. We also talked to Craig about uh, this tension between experience versus a qualification. Well, it's my pleasure to be here today in the suburbs of Melbourne at BWT headquarters. Uh, I am joined by Managing Director Craig Buchanan. How are you? Very good, thank you. But can you just give us a little bit of an introduction, Craig, to you and your role here as managing director? What's happening at BWT? 
Uh, well, I took over at, uh, at the beginning of the year as Managing Director for BWT Lincoln, this particular business unit in Australia. And we've just taken, uh, as you just said, a series of customers through to the Formula One event. We've got some exciting other initiatives that we'll roll out over the coming couple of years. So it's an, it's an exciting business to be uh, to be in at the moment. When BWT comes into the market, we saw you at the Splash Trade Show in 2022 in a big way with all of the colours, particularly pink. It's a new look. It's a new thing. You're doing things differently and I suppose you're doing things differently from a from a some of your client experience and bringing them into the brand and giving them experience like F1. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're right. The pink certainly stands out, and when you've got a couple of F1 cars racing around a track in, in bright pink, it's it's fantastic and a, and a visual. And I certainly noticed that the uh, the cameras picked up the BWT team probably more often than, than not in terms of the branding and what we're trying to get through. And it, it's a huge initiative. And the marketing is a, is a big uh, part of the business with BWT and what we do globally. Who who went? Who did you take? And what was the the day, the weekend? How did it go? What was it? Yeah, look, we um, we invited uh, fifty guests, fifty um, um, of our customers to come along and we either flew them in or, or um, they came through and we put them up at Hotel Chadston, five-star hotel. Yeah, it's for, a beautiful spot. A Saturday, Sunday, uh, breakfast, everything included. We had dinners as well and, and events uh, with, uh, with the customers, coached them into the track each day and then um, obviously we spent each day. All up, we had around about 75, 80 customers each day. The photos, for those of you who are listening, are up on splashmagazine.com.au. You will have seen in the e-news. Make sure you subscribe to that. Some of those pictures are pretty incredible. You can't get closer to the action than that, even if you're not a motor racing fan or a sports fan, to be around that level of engineering and excellence. It really is the pinnacle of, of, of automotive engineering. Yeah, look, absolutely. We're lucky that we can do pit walks, which uh, pretty much all of our customers enjoyed, as well as going into the Porsche garage where we're, where we're sponsoring two Porsches in the Carrera Cup in Australia. We had the drivers come into the to the box and um, just mingle with our customers as well, take them into the Porsche uh, so they could actually sit in one of the Porsche racing cars if they if they wanted to. Dealer principal also ran through, or the team manager ran through the various tactics and the products and the car and, and what it does. And then on top of that, we had the pit walks with the Formula 1. I was lucky enough that the Formula 2 race was on while I was down in the pits with the BWT team. And they actually had a, uh, a, a pit stop while I was there, and they were changing the tyres literally a metre in front of me. I could have been one of the guys changing the Incredible. Tires. For those who didn't watch the race, there was a little bit of controversy towards the end. I was at home watching it. I was yelling at the TV, what are you doing? There's going to be an accident. I expected to see a crash. There was a crash. What happened? Yeah, look, they they restarted right in front of our uh, of our box, and um, you're right. More than likely, there was going to be an accident as everybody went hell for leather. Yeah, and unfortunately, we had our uh, our two cars run into each other, which was essentially with a lap to go, and then it was finished. Um, and then they decided to restart it again for one final lap, which was really just a procession. And unfortunately, we uh, we obviously lost yeah. all the points that we were going to get. The the BWT team and the drivers have done an excellent job to get into the points. And to see that wiped away must have been very, very difficult for the team. Um, an unfortunate series of events, but an incredible experience nonetheless for all of your clients that were there. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody... The highs, the lows. Yep. We gave them a five-star experience in terms of um, everything from the accommodation.
accommodation to the breakfast to the dinners and so on and so forth and um, the feedback we've got is, is phenomenal and uh, I suppose a money can't buy experience very and, much so. and, and um, some of them even got pictures with uh, current drivers uh, which is exceptionally exciting and there was guys like Jensen Button and um, I saw Daniel Ricardo as well when I was going through it so crowd favorite Daniel Ricardo yeah absolutely what's next for BWT Craig Oh, look, we're always looking at um, different ways that we can uh, grow market share within the marketplace and what we're doing. So, you know, we've got some um, various products that we're looking at. Obviously, there's the robots and the heat pumps. Yeah. Um, and the Kikido range of, of uh, VACs as well. So, you know, we're looking at pushing those and, and gaining market share in, in those areas at the moment. And that's our focus from a BWT perspective. Craig, we've been having a conversation with industry right now, some conflicting views and just painting a picture for, for where we stand and where we should go as an industry. And it's the tension between qualification versus experience. How do you see it? Oh, look, I think both are, are effectively um, relevant. Um, you can't beat experience at the end of the day. It's as simple as that. But from a um, the young kids uh, coming up through the ranks, they, they probably do need a qualification there from my side of things. But certainly experience probably wins out over qualifications, but you need both, especially if you're a 22-year-old kid from my side of things. Craig, appreciate your comments. Appreciate your time. It is very busy. Thank you for sharing with us a little more about the event at the F1. No problems. Thank you. See you next time. All good. Summer is now here, and our friends at Pentair, one of Australia's largest pool equipment suppliers and manufacturers, are ready to help pool owners around the nation get their pools ready for everyone to enjoy. Family and friends can swim their way through summer and enjoy everything the backyard swimming pool has to offer. Who needs to go away on an expensive holiday to enjoy time with friends and family? Time at home, making great memories in your own backyard swimming pool means no driving, no packing, and no stress. It's the best staycation around. Choose only the best. A pool powered by Pentair. Well, yes, I was a little bit excited about the Australian Grand Prix, particularly with the events that transpired with three laps to go, a restart, a standing restart with the most competitive uh, competitors on the planet, really, all lined up. What do you think is going to happen? And sadly for the BWT team, both of their cars were knocked out in that moment. Not great, uh, but yet an experience for all the people that were there. Uh, looks incredible. Make sure you do have a look on splashmagazine.com.au and in your e-news, sign up for that. Uh, next, we are hearing from Spiros Dasakis, the CPO. Yes, that is not C3PO. That is CPO, the Chief Policy Officer for the Peak Industry Body in Australia, the Swimming Pool and Spa Association. Uh, and we're going to talk to Spiros a little bit about some opportunities to help those with experience maybe catch up on their qualification and those without experience yet to get a qualification to help launch them into uh career pathways and where Spiros sees that tension between qualification and experience as well. Spiros Dasakis, it's been some time since we've had you on the Splash Podcast. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Great to be with you, David. Tell us a little bit about what it is you've been doing since we've last spoken. David, we're about to launch the Kickstarter program for both pool builders and service technicians. This is an opportunity for pool builders and service technicians to have bite-sized pieces of education, four units of competency in four weeks. Now this assists employers bring new entrants into the field as well as 
train existing workforce to be upskilled. We're having a bit of a discussion with industry right now. What's more important, Spiros? Is it experience or is it a qualification that gives you recognition? What matters more? Well, I think the qualification is the, the pathway which gives you the opportunity to practice. But experience is something that is incredibly important. I would say both go hand in hand because you can't have one without the other. Yet if we want to attract a new generation of people, we're going to have to have a, a qualification pathway that's recognised for our industry to attract young people, right? And, and we have that in the Certificate 4 in Pool and Spa Building and the Certificate 3 and 4 in Pool and Spa Service Technician. However, with the Kickstarter program, it gives people the opportunity to have a bite-sized approach to an entry level of the qualification where they can actually focus in on whether they want to be a fiberglass pool builder, a concrete pool builder, a prefab pool builder, or an above ground pool builder. And it gives them four units of competency in which it gives them enough of education to decide how they proceed to the next step. So the Kickstarter program allows for some of those specific differences it's expanded to the service area as well because you can't make, you can't build a swimming pool without having it properly maintained by a professional, and that's why we've extended the Kickstarter program again. Four units of competency in four weeks for upcoming service technicians, which are an essential and critical part of our industry. Before we end, Spiros, if people are interested in finding out more how they can be either personally a part of the Kickstarter program or look at getting their staff involved, what's, what's the process, mate? Um, head over to irllearning.com.au. That's irllearning.com.au or .com um, and register now. Uh, express an interest in the vocation that you're interested in. Again, let me go through them. Concrete, fiberglass, prefab, above ground or service. And it gives people a bite-sized opportunity to come on board and participate in accredited training in a small, committed way that allows them to expand later on in life, but for the moment gives them the skills they need to progress um, and be upskilled for their employer and to deliver the things that they need to deliver for their role. Well, as an industry, as we continue to discuss the importance of partnering, not just experience, but the qualification that is recognised and accepted by governments and a community to want to engage with what we do is really important. Spiros, thank you for giving us some time today. I appreciate it, David. Well, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, I appreciate you giving some time to the Splash Podcast and to the discussion around qualifications and experience. And I hope that you have found the winning formula. We'll see you next time. Ready, set, splash.